Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the Cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 117 to 121 loss to the Phoenix Suns. After the Hawks have one of their best quarters this entire season, they follow it up with one of their worst quarters all season, as the Phoenix Suns are able to come back from 12 down and get a win in Phoenix. Without further ado, let's get into it. Man, having to watch that fourth quarter again was just so brutal. The Hawks played a wonderful game, went into Phoenix, and played some of the best basketball they've played, certainly in the last five games, and they were unable to come out of it with a win. They led by 12 going into the fourth quarter, and the Phoenix Suns put on a huge show, got a strong performance from Devin Booker, Chris Paul obviously had his handprints all over this game, and the Suns were able to make all the right plays, keep the Hawks from scoring kind of in that last minute of the game, and ultimately the Suns would have a 121 to 117 win. And this was a game that, unlike the last one where the Jazz and the Hawks was just a slog through the first quarter, this game was up and down. It was 58 to 59 at halftime. The Hawks would have a huge third quarter, they'd have a 40 point quarter. Um, which is something hopefully they will keep having as they get more and more games on this West Coast trip. But then they would follow that up with a 19-point quarter in the fourth and, of course, the most important quarter. And just a brutal way to sort of have the highest of highs and go in and look like they're going to even their record at 5-5 and through 10 games this season. And then have the Suns um, really just take that game from them. I thought the Hawks lost their composure a little bit. Trey Young got a technical. The foul calling was um, very weird, as it's been the whole season. I think the Hawks have done a nice job adjusting, but in this game in particular, I mean, you will find videos of the ref kind of telling the Hawks bench what Trey did to get a technical, and it looks like he pantomimes a crying motion. Um, uh, One of the great resources on Twitter is Nuns Better Refing, and he is a former professional an NBA ref, and he said he would probably not have his refs make that motion, even if they were asked why Trey got the technical. Um, there was a play in the fourth quarter where DeAndre Hunter, who did not have a great game, but where Chris Paul basically gets right up into his gym shorts, um, and Hunter tries to drive, and Chris Paul has his hands all over uh, DeAndre Hunter, and there's no foul call which prompted Trey to really go to the official and got that technical. But after the game, both Nate McMillan and the players said, look, the officiating is going to be what the officiating is. Um, Trey seems to take it a little bit personally at this point, but the Hawks can't let the officiating get in the way of um, winning games. And the officiating certainly didn't make the Hawks shoot uh, 28% in the fourth quarter. The Hawks made zero three-pointers in the fourth quarter, and that really doomed them as the um, Suns were able to make 33% of their three-pointers, were able to have score 35 points in a quarter that the Hawks only scored 19. But um, really a brutal, brutal game just in the sense that the Hawks played so much better, especially after that game with the Jazz where it really didn't look like the Hawks of old. But Some of the things the Hawks had talked about after that game with the Jazz, wanting to push the pace, wanting to move the ball, I thought they did that through the first three quarters of this game. 
Trey Young had a spectacular game, 31 points, 13 assists. He did have six turnovers, and at the end of the game, his decision-making needs to get a little bit better. Both him and Bogdan Bogdanovich had possessions where the Hawks, the Suns were able to get the lead finally at the end of the fourth quarter, and the Hawks took shots that really they did not need to take three-pointers at that time in the game. John Collins had it rolling. John Collins had a great game. He was had 26 points on um, 9 of 12 shooting. He was 3 of 4 from the three-point line. He made all five of his free throws. He had a double-double with 10 rebounds. He was basically able to get to the rim at will, and the Hawks just didn't go to him at the end of the game um, when he was able to get to the rim at, at will, and that's kind of like where you want Trey and even Bogdanovich to get him the ball. But uh, those were two possessions in particular where I thought that the Hawks could have made a little bit better decision-making. And with Trey, who had a just awesome third quarter where the Hawks were able to build their 12-point lead. Again, they Hawks outscored the Suns 40-27 to 27 in that third quarter. It was just amazing. And they really did it in the last four minutes of the third quarter with a barrage of three-pointers. But that decision-making needs to carry through the whole game. And I think this is something that this Hawks team will learn from. And I think they're all frustrated and want to get a win as they fall to four and six on the season. But um, it's it's so brutal because they played so well for so long and then to have it all come crashing down. And this is a Sun team that made it to the NBA Finals last season. This is a good team. But there were some areas that I thought in particular the Suns got, got away with stuff like playing Frank Kaminsky where the Hawks should have a huge advantage when that happens. But we talked about Trey Young. DeAndre Hunter had a tough game, just one of nine from the field for two points. He had five rebounds. John Collins had that 26-10. and 10. Bogdan Bogdanovich got going from the three-point line. He had 18 points, four of 11 shooting from the three-point line. He had seven rebounds as well. Um, Clint Capella, another tough night for him. He's going up against JaVale McGee, and he shot four of 11. Again, if Clint Capella is not shooting above 60%, that's a real issue for the Hawks team because usually he's getting shots right at the rim. And the offense and defense has a symbiotic relationship. If you're not doing well on defense, your offense is going to struggle, even if even if you're putting up points. And if you're not doing well on offense, that's going to be in your head as you're playing defense. And Clint Capella has just got to be a little bit better than he has been lately. Um, the Hawks went to a mostly small lineup. Uh, John Collins would play 35 minutes, um, and Gorgie Jang would only play three minutes. So the Hawks had a lot of small ball units, and that was prompted because JaVale McGee got in foul trouble pretty early in this game, and the Suns went to Frank Kaminsky. DeAndre Ayton was not available. He has a knee injury, a leg injury, I should say. And so the, the Suns went to Frank Kaminsky, who did a nice job, stepped out and hit some three-pointers, would end up scoring 16 points, two of three on his three-pointers, have six rebounds, and four assists. And Frank the Tank, look, he's a solid player. His team won the national championship in college. But there's no way that Frank Kaminsky should be coming in and being a difference maker against the Hawks. And I thought this is a game that the Hawks really missed OO. I think if you put a Aneka Kangu out there, there's no way that Kaminsky is scoring anywhere of 16 points. And so the Hawks went to John Collins at the five, and I thought he was pretty effective. But just that 16 points from Frank Kaminsky is found money for the Suns, and I thought that really hurt the Hawks. Uh, Kaminsky ended up having kind of the dunk that really put the Suns ahead. Uh, with under 30 seconds to go. And that's just not something that should happen with this Hawks team. Um, 
Off the bench, Cam Reddish had the most minutes off the bench. He had 26 minutes. He had 10 points, three of nine shooting. He got to the free throw line four times. Um, Trey Young got to the free throw line eight times, made seven of his eight free throws. The Hawks as a team got to the free throw line 23 times. So there's not been an issue for the Hawks now getting to the free throw line. I think Trey's adjusted. He started to figure out what fouls are. Cam Payne in particular just had no idea how to stay in front of Trey Young. And it makes it all the more kind of frustrating when Trey gets upset at the officials because he sort of figured out what he needs to do. But um, Cam was able to get to the free throw line. I'm always super encouraged when you have John Collins get five free throws and Cam get five free throws, even Kevin Herter getting to the free throw line. That's exactly the type of thing you want for this team because that means these guys are being aggressive. Cam had a great possession where uh, the Suns got a rebound and their center, I think it was McGee, had a lazy outlet pass and Cam got it and did a beautiful Euro step to get a layup. But uh, Cam, 26 minutes, 10 points um, in those 26 minutes. Danilo Gallinari had 10 points as well. He was two of three from the three-point line. He had a, a two of two from the free throw line as well. Herter played 19 minutes. He had seven points in those 19 minutes on three of four shooting, getting him some more shots. I think one thing that the Hawks can, can really try to focus on and something that these last few games can really show the Hawks is if they have somebody with the hot hand, whoever it is, whether it's John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, they need to go to that. And there are a couple guys on this Hawks team who are going to get their shots up. I mean, Bogdan is going to get his shots up. Uh, Cam Reddish has been very aggressive, which is where you want Cam. Um, but if we have one of these other guys in those units really going off, Trey Young is going to get his shots up 10 of 23. But if if someone is really rolling, the Hawks need to find a way to get those guys the ball. And uh, the Hawks, again, only had 18 assists. This Having less than 20 assists is something that just the ball isn't moving. And some of that, too, is Clint Capella not finishing. Uh, a lot of all of Clint's shots are going to be assisted. And him going 4 of 11 is just not going to get it done. But the Hawks need to move the ball. And um, some of these players who are playing well, Kevin Herter, 19 minutes, seven points in those 19 minutes, um, three of four shooting, you know, he can get to the paint and shoot over anyone. And the Hawks need to be aggressive about getting him the ball. Lou Williams played just nine minutes. There's still no DeLon Wright. I wonder if we'll see Wright as this uh, West Coast swing continues. And then Gorgie Ding, just three minutes, um, did not make a shot. And again, the Hawks really rolled with a smaller unit against this Suns team. For the Suns, Devin Booker, you know when you go into Phoenix, you're going to face Devin Booker. He had 38 points on 14 of 21 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3. He got to the free throw line seven times, hit five of those. He also had four assists and two steals. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter's had a tough um, run of it the last couple of games. I thought he's played pretty solid defense on both Clarkson and now Booker. And Booker still hit some just wild shots and was able get to get into the paint, too, and make some shots. So um, tough. You know Booker's going to go off. But uh, like I said, Frank Kaminsky had 16 points. Jay Crowder had 15 points. Um, Landry Shamet had 12 points, three of six on his three pointers. One area that the Hawks have got to work on is just defending the three point line. The Suns finished this game 14 of 43 from three. That's a second game in a row that the Hawks have given up over 40 attempts from three. Now, maybe that's part of the defensive scheme and they're giving these threes to, to guys who, you know, you want shooting the three point shot. But when Devin Booker's getting open looks 
Um, and when guys like Landry Shaman are getting open looks, it's just that cannot be what the Hawks want the defense to do. And teams are now going to try to get more three-pointers up. That's the nature of the NBA game right now, and the Hawks need to be a little bit better defending that and running guys off the line. Um, finally, Chris Paul, he was a game-high plus 26, um, just masterful. He had that crazy defense on DeAndre Hunter, but he had 16 points, 5 of 8 shooting, 1 of 2 on his three-pointers, uh, 5 of 6 on his free throws, 13 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. Um, Chris Paul just continues to be able to to get to his spots on the floor. He seems to know exactly kind of the rhythm of the game, especially in the fourth quarter. He had a couple possessions where he just got to his spot and made the shot. He has a kind of patented fadeaway in mid-range that Trey Young has talked about trying to emulate this season. Um, and then he's very good, obviously, with 13 assists at finding his teammates and getting him the ball in the right position. And, you know, if you get in a tight game, that's just where having somebody who's, who's so in tune with the game is so valuable. And um, Chris Paul was able to help the Suns close this game out um, and just really – Again, to win a game in Phoenix, um, the Hawks played a tough game in Phoenix last year. They were able to beat the Suns kind of very badly in Atlanta, but uh, just brutal to go in to the Phoenix Suns arena, play well, and then have such a crushing defeat. It was, it was you know, it felt like the Hawks of old, which is not something anybody wants, you know. Um, so just really a, a brutal loss. And hopefully I think that the one thing, like I said about their loss to the jazz, I do think that the Hawks are, are working on making some of these things not happen again and, and working on finding a way to get wins in these situations. And whether it's mixing up rotations, trying things with John Collins at the five, seeing what sort of rotations, if you can have Reddish and Hunter out there together, um, what, what lineups work, getting Herter and Bogdanovich working together, I think these are things that the Hawks have to do, and um, they were generally successful in this game. They were able to build this 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter, have a nice 9-0 run at the end of the third quarter, but they haven't put together 48 minutes of great basketball. And as good as that win against the Wizards was and as good as the win to open in the season against Dallas was, there's just not been that same uh, level of full game, complete play from this Hawks team. And um, this road trip is not getting any easier. The Hawks play the Golden State Warriors, who are have the best record in the NBA right now and are playing some of the best basketball. And if they go into um, the Warriors arena and don't bring their best effort, it could be a bloodbath. But I think this Hawks team really wants to get off of this losing streak and really will want to get the taste of this loss to the Suns out of their mouth. But really tough performance from the team. Such a wonderful. Trey has 31 and, and 13. John Collins has 26 and 10. It's hard to complain with those efforts by those guys, but you got to find a way to close this game out. And um, whether it's decision-making from the point guard, Trey Young, whether it's some of these big guys demanding the ball, whether it's Nate McMillan uh, working on these rotations, I, you know, getting some different guys in there. What I think Wright deserves – to be at least thrown in there, you know, that second unit can be really big if he throws that right in there. Um, but just another loss, the Hawks fall to four and six on the season, and it does not get any easier as the Hawks are facing the Warriors on the road as this West Coast swing continues. But 
we will be here to cover that game afterwards, hopefully after a Hawks win, and go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks.